0: Hey, folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt?
1: I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you?
0: Just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, I checked out your uh, your weather report um, before I hopped on to record with you, and it looks like you guys, one, got a fair amount of rain, and then, two, uh, looks like you're cooling off like other folks in the mid-Atlantic.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we did get a pretty good shot sort of uh, – sort of mid to late last week that bumped everything pretty good. It didn't really flood, um, didn't really, you know, do any crazy damage. The new came up quite a bit for a couple of days, and it's still it's still dirty. Um, it's still on the high side. But uh, coming down every day and, and, and pretty quickly, so I don't see any reason why I won't be able to um, be on the river sort of towards the end of the week. Um, and then our trout streams got bumped a little bit, um, pretty much recovered overnight. You know, they, they don't take long to, to run out and clear up. So, you know, I've been out a couple days this week already, um, trout fishing and, and, uh, you know, I think that our, our water temps were not, you know, crazy warm prior to the rain, but I think a little bit of the, you know, the cool off kind of, uh, Sparks the fishing just a little bit, and then that bump and flow um, in the summertime, you know, always seems to do a little bit for it. So trout fishing's been fantastic because of it. And um, you know, we should get back on the smallmouth train as soon as the rivers will let us.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the rivers letting you, is that you know how is that kind of higher, probably stained water translate into uh, tactics uh, as you get back out on the water?
1: Um, certainly. Certainly, we'll be uh, doing some streamer fishing um, if, if we're out there on days with with heavy stain in the water. Um, you know, bright, contrasty colors like chartreuse and black and blue and 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 black and, and that sort of thing. Um, but if you've got any kind of you know more than a foot or two of visibility, um, top water fishing is still pretty uh, pretty viable. And I'll just. You know, this time of year is starting to transition um, in uh, bug colors to the, the darker colors because we've got, you know, the cicadas are going to start falling here in the next, you know, week or two. And, um, you know, there's there's usually a point in the, in the summer at which uh, I start to notice them eating darker colors a little better. So, um, but with... Stained water, you know, I'll tend to fish chartreuse a lot more just because it, you know, seems to show up um, a little better with darker water. Um, And then certainly if we have got a lot of stain and it's high and holding water is minimal, you know, we'll be dredging the bottom with crayfish flies and and sculpin flies and halcomite flies and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, got it. And we've got a really neat question for you um, this time around, Matt. It's from our newest Patreon patron, uh, Jeremy, and he's been fishing with his wife's grandfather's old Fenwick fiberglass rod. And he says he's been fishing with it a lot and it uh, needs a little TLC and wanted us to see if we could get some you know, general care and maintenance tips. So I thought that was kind of right in your wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, well, it's not, it's not writing my wheel out, but I've, I've learned a little bit from the guy, Riley Rodcracker, who knows what he's talking about. And, uh, so I've got some, uh, probably a little more in depth than you, than you need. Um, but I've got some sort of general maintenance suggestions for, for fly rods to kind of make them, make them last, uh, as long as they can. But, um, I would say probably the first thing that, that's going to get dirty um, and needs cleaning on any fly rod is going to be the cork handle. Just because, you know, if you're stripping fly line or holding it with dirty hands, you know, you're just going to transfer some of that dirt to the cork. Um, and really all you need for that is just a clean rag with some soapy water. Um, not much soap, just a little bit to, to get it, you know, to cut the grease a little bit. Um and just sort of rub that on the cork. That'll take most of the most of the grime off. And then once you're done, you can just rinse it with water to get any of the soap residue off. Worst case, um, because they you know can get pretty dirty. Um, if the cork's still pretty pretty soiled, um, you can use a Mister Clean Magic Eraser, uh, just with a little bit of water on it. Um, rubbing that on the cork will really take. You know, sort of the really deep seated stains off of the cork. And then there's a uh, product called U40. It's a, it's a sealer um, for cork that you can put on the handle, you know, particularly once it's started to wear a little bit. Um, they'll just make it last a long time and protect it from, from any further damage. Um, but to get even more in depth, if you're, if, if you're going to clean the actual rod itself, Um, starting with the guides, you can clean them with just, uh, some Q-tips and some rubbing alcohol. The blank itself, um, doesn't take much again, you know, just a, uh, a terry cloth or some kind of clean cloth with warm water and a little bit of soap. Um, I think Dawn works best, um, just for cutting grease and getting grime off of things. Um, and again, just like the cork, you're going to wipe it down with a, you know, just a wet towel or, or soak it in something, um, you know, bathtub or something like that in sections just to get the, uh, get the soapy residue off for the real seat. Um, if it's, if it's metal, you know, just like you clean the guides with a, with a q-tip or a cloth with some rubbing alcohol works great. If it's a wooden real seat, um, you want to be a little more careful um, just i would just use soapy water you know with a with a clean towel again and then just making sure that it it dries out totally and and uh, you get all the soapy residue off and then um, to sort of extend the life of your of the rod blank and and keep it clean and and looking nice um, you can use a uh, i think it's pronounced carnuba carnuba wax paste um, to the blank with a cloth and let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes and then wipe off the excess and, and, you know, just kind of get it polished up with the cloth and then looking clean and shiny or as clean and shiny as it's going to get. Um, but very specifically to fiberglass rods, I'm not, I've I fished a couple of old Fenwick rods, but I can't be positive um, what you've got. Um, a lot of the higher end fiberglass rods. Are finished um, unsanded so they have ribbing sort of up and down the rod blank and so when you're when you're um, applying wax and, and waxing the rod blank you always want to go with the grain of those of those ribs so you don't want to go sort of long ways you want to go around the uh the rod blank with your cloth and then the last thing that I would say um, it's pretty important with fiberglass rods is, is never to leave them in any kind of extreme heat situation for a long period of time. Um, it is it is glass, and especially if they're left that way with some kind of um, bend in them, like maybe they're strung up and and the uh, the fly line is reeled a little too tight, and it's it's uh, the rod tips bent or you know sort of bent sitting in your car um a fiberglass rod can take a a form if it's been sitting in, in high heat for you know a period of a couple of weeks you know a day or two is not going to be bad but um just as a as a forewarning especially if it's got sentimental value um that's that's a way to ruin a, a fiberglass rod pretty uh, pretty easily and passively so avoid that at all costs and And that's about all I got for
0: you. Yeah, well, that's a plenty. And uh, thank your dad. And I I won't uh, tell him that you said he was an expert. (laughs) I won't either. (laughs) Well, listen, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. If you'll send them to us, you can email them to us. You can send them to us on our Facebook page. Hit us up on our Instagram page. If we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for some really cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And before we go on to our tradition with you to talk about what you're writing for the Rural Virginian, I did want to check in with you, Matt, and see how things were going with your rescheduled smallmouth school.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, well, we're trudging along. You know, we've still got some spots available. Um, So uh, if you're interested, definitely get in touch with us. It it should be a great event. Um, It always is. and. And, uh, we're going a little later in the, in the season this year. Last year we had some issues with, uh, with high water and we did it in the springtime. So that's when everybody's schedule was, was free. But, um, we, uh, we actually had some really good fishing last time. Um, despite high water, we found some secondary options But this year we're looking at September 27 to 30. And, uh, so, you know, fingers crossed we should have, you know hopefully not low low water but we should have traditional you know low water um you know good top water fishing and uh be a great way to sort of close out the traditional part of the smallmouth season so we're looking forward to it and and anybody that can make it out
0: yeah and i would imagine what they should just shoot you an email and you can hook them up with all the details
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah, and, and folks, you know, if you are into smallmouth fishing and you're in the mid Atlantic, you really owe it to yourself to check out this event. Um, you know, a ton of people that learned uh, everything they know or a lot of what they know from Chuck Kraft are going to be guiding you. have Got Ellie Rhodes. Um, you've got, for example, you've also got a great person and a great casting instructor, Joe Mahler, who'll be there uh, to work with you on your casting. So, you know, if it's something that interests you, and the great, to me, the best part is it's not going to be super hot.
1: <laughs> it's not going to be super hot. We've got, you know, lodging and, and all meals are included. Um, we always do a, do a big, uh, you know, sort of dinner, um, at a, at a center location on the, uh, the farm that we stay on at the end of every day, um, which is a good time. So, I mean, you get essentially two guided trips out of it, but you get the, uh, The added value of, you know, hanging out with, with the guides and, and people who know what they're, what they're talking about and some fly time lessons and casting instruction and that kind of thing. So, um, and and all, all for pretty solid value. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good opportunity, I think. So, and I always look forward to it because it's a, it's a good time to hang out with some great people. So hopefully we'll have another great event this year.
0: Well there you go. And of course we gotta keep the tradition alive to uh, have you tell us what's showing up in the rural Virginia that you've written recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this week, uh whether it comes out today or tomorrow, I don't know, but I've thrown it up on my website. Um is just sort of a story, I don't know what you call it. It's a a uh essay, I guess, slash um descriptor of our annual cicada hatch, sort of the the fire under our, you know, best topwater fishing of the year. Um, like I said earlier in the podcast, we'll have probably in the next week or week and a half, two weeks or so, certainly two weeks from now, um, we'll start seeing these annual cicadas that have been buzzing in the trees all summer starting to die off. They've they've completed their their life cycle and as adults, their purpose is through, so they, they die and the ones that are near the river, um, end up in the water and, and smallmouth can't resist them. So, uh, that fishing's coming up and it's gonna be, you know, it always is really solid. And, uh, if you're ever curious about the, their life cycle or exactly how that pattern works, um, on the river, then, uh, check it out.
0: Yeah, and I'll absolutely drop a link to that in the show notes. And before I let you hop, Matt, because I know you're getting ready to do another 15-day straight run on the river, why don't you uh, let folks know where they can find you uh, online so they can book you and maybe catch the tail end of the smallmouth bite or get primed for musky season?
1: Yeah, man. The uh, the, the website is com, and all my contact info is on there so uh however you feel best contacting me email i think is is usually best especially when i get busy um but yeah still got a handful of dates open in september um so uh yeah if you're looking to get on the river you know towards the end of the smallmouth season the best is yet to come so i look forward to fishing with you
0: absolutely and listen folks the heat's breaking and the conditions are just going to keep improving you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines, Matt.
1: All right. Thanks, Marvin.